All right, welcome in. It is that time of the week. It is Thursday. It is June, first day of June, 2023 of the Jordan year, I suppose. And we have reached episode 80, the Jerry Rice episode of the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. We've got NBA Finals underway. I've got some golf to play. I still have yet to mow my lawn that I have from with my new lawnmower yet. Just a bunch of different things that are going on there. But hopefully hopefully this weekend I can get her done. I am supposed to be going on an airplane ride here on Sunday. And Where are you going? Uh, so Cody got his uh, pilot's license. And... Oh, <laughs> and he's been, uh, I, uh, I, I figured, you know what, what the hell I'm, I, let's give it a shot. I suppose if he won't, if, if he does, if he wants to take me down, he's, he's going down with me. So, you know what? And, uh, I'm, no, I'm excited. I, one of my, one of our buddies actually went and did it not too long ago. And I was like, yeah, you know what, what the hell, why not? One, one of my buddies, you know, in a situation like this, you can sometimes normally say, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? But in this situation, the worst thing that could happen is pretty bad. So we're, we're going to hope that doesn't happen. No, I'm not too worried. My mom my mom trusts him, so I why would we ever question her, her judgment? If Jolene so, trusts him, we're in. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Cody, if you're listening, don't let that go to your head. But It's funny. One of my coworkers, <laughs> he's actually going to school to be a pilot. And he flies for, um, he goes to school at MSU. So every week, like I, I think every Wednesday, he either flies from Mankato to Ames or Mankato to Grand Forks. Oh, okay, sweet. So that's 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 kind of kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. He just got it. He had a took his test like about a month ago, and I I was fully convinced when we went to his bachelor party. I I was fully convinced that's how he we were gonna get home. Because we flew from Dickinson to Denver to Phoenix out of, like, their main airport, and then we flew back from Mesa to Bismarck on Allegiant. And I was fully convinced that the way we were going to get back to Dickinson was we're, he was going to fly us back from Bismarck to Dickinson. <laughs> or, or like, on your way back from Mesa, he's going to pull a Glenn Quag- Quagmire and save the ship that's falling down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it. <laughs> Well, that one's a little bit bigger than the ones he's flying, so. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I will. Uh, we'll have a have a recap on that later, next week. But you know, NBA Finals is underway. We're we're less boys. We're less than a hundred days out from the college football season starting again. Ethan just got his tickets to go to the or flights to the Gophers, North Carolina game uh, in September. Yeah. So before you know it, we keep chipping away here. We are just inching closer and closer to uh, college football being here, and it's going to be full speed ahead here. Well, and then also we're less than 100 days away from the NFL coming back. Also. Has that has, has that hit? Yeah, I, I want to say it was Tuesday this week. We hit the, the NFL shared on their Instagram page. I suppose that would make, uh, that would gra- make sense then, yeah. A graf- graphic with um, – Jared Goff, Aiden Hutchinson, and Amon Ra St. Brown, and then uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones. So, okay, it's here, it's live, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we will be having real football soon, um, and that's exciting. Yes, yes, it is. It's, and it'll be here before you know it. But before we do that, we got the NBA Finals 
tonight as you're listening to this. It's Nuggets Heat in a very anticlimactic game seven between the Heat and Celtics, almost coming back from a 3 0 deficit. Ethan, you were this close, and a lot of people, you, it was very confident. I, I wasn't going to be shocked, but I was on Saturday. I watched Game Six where I had a buddy back in town for his brother's high school graduation, and went to his open house. And after everything kind of in the game started, we watched, and him and his stepdad, huge Celtics fans. So we're watching this game. We're listening to it like things are going well. It's like we're coming back. We're coming back. Then Jimmy Butler happens gets fouled to makes all three free throws. And I I've described this to a few people that it was very similar to like the Minneapolis miracle where it was just very, it, it, it went from like drunken, disappointed, a buddy just chucks his hat at the door, got his hands in his face. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe we're going to lose this way. And then smart shot goes out just, uh, and then he Derek white with the tip in, it went from it. It went from drunken disappointed to drunken disorderly. My buddy and his stepdad they were jumping up and down, hugging each other in excitement that there was a game seven. And then, <laughs> and then after that, a second is like, we're totally gonna lay an egg on on Sunday, on Monday night. And that, that's exactly what happened. Is I think they got up like seven to two, and then after that, it was all heat. Well, you, what you said there, Dylan, drunken disorderly to what drunken. Drunken, disappointed to drunken, disorderly. Yeah, that 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 should be just a model for the city of Boston, because they just <laughs> they just go from zero to one hundred, and that was that was fantastic. So, they uh, who, who knows? You might need to talk to the great people of that city and try to get that trademarked or get that on a shirt or something. I think that'd be a good shirt that'll sell. I think that, well, that there's a lot of moments, and maybe once the uh, the NBA Finals is over and we finish finish book club. That that could be uh be a topic of discussion is drunken disappointed to drunken disorderly in a matter of seconds mm-hmm. or 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 the the flip because I I have one that comes to mind right away is is the 2015 Michigan Michigan State game the trouble with the snap game oh yes yes and I'm sure there's a few more um, Grant I can think of years a couple of years would be the Chiefs in the 2018 AFC Championship game. D Ford, uh, man. D Ford, man. I'm really, I'm really bringing up and really reopening up some wounds. Don't go there. In, don't in the uh, don't 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 go <laughs> the 2015 there. Big, Ch- oh. Big Ten Championship games. Oh, hey, if I had to, God. if I had to open up the band, rip rip the bandaid off of of a game from 2015, I got to rip it off you. It's only fair how this works. Well, then also Thursday night, Chiefs Broncos. Um, the, yeah. the, the Jamal Charles fumble. <laughs> That was just an awful year. Um, the Broncos defense and LJ Scott, two people to this day I am not a fan of. No, can't freaking, say I blame you. Freaking LJ Scott, man. Well, <laughs> and, and then the interception off of, it wasn't Kittles, the other tight end, shoulder, or Vandenberg's shoulder pads in the end zone. Oh, yeah. It's like, because I think that would have put us it just up. Sets, it just sat on his shoulder. Sat on his shoulder. Would I think it would have started to put us up 13-3. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> just sums sums up that game. But uh, Ethan, do you uh, can you think of any drunken, disorderly to drunken, disappointed games? Well, I'd say the last two Iowa Minnesota games, 
the yeah. last two years. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. it didn't it didn't end at the last second, but just well, the the, the game in Kinnick kind of did. That that's got to that be one. one. I'm trying to think what else. The Purdue one last year, you win that, you win the West. Oh yeah, the laying egg on homecoming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two drop touchdowns. Yeah, no, the two Iowa ones probably are big just because they outplayed them 100% in both games, and they just – you run for 300 yards, one player, and you can't win. Solid. Yeah, it's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, and, and we've got some more Minnesota heartbreak we're going to get on to touch on here late in a little bit here, but let's let's discuss back to the NBA Finals here. Nuggets, Nuggets have had about 10 days off now. And they're going to be well-rested. Heat coming off an emotional game. This game tips off at 6.30 Mountain on ABC. Nuggets right now are nine-point favorites. Uh, the big matchup that everyone's kind of circling as soon as the uh, finals were set is the Bam-Jokic. We're, we're going to see if Bam is going to be able to. I don't think you're going to completely shut Jokic down, but if you're able to make things tough, get physical with him, wear, find a way to wear him down, I think that gives Miami a shot. Can Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin, the undrafted guys for Miami, can they continue their hot shooting, which propelled them into the NBA Finals? And then another matchup is, is I think, how uh, Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. are going to be able to handle Jimmy Butler. Um, I think if they're able to make things tough, and I think one thing that Jimmy really needs to do is not go and hunt for fouls, which he did a lot of in the Boston series where he would – it almost seemed like he was looking more for a foul than just going to going going up strong for the, to the basket, which cost him a lot of layups. And what was it in game six where they shot like it was like nine of thirty seven or something from 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 the paint? And part of it too was it seemed like he was scared and just just go up strong, Jimmy. You're you're six seven. You built like a built like a brick. Just go up strong. Whatever happens, happens. You're either going to get fouled or you're going to make it. Um, you know, I think the one weakness for Denver is, is I think they they lack their their bench is lacking. I think if this series goes longer, I think this is it's going to favor Miami because my, Denver's just not very deep. And Miami, you know, they they're believing right now. They're playing high. And the baskets the size the size of as we would say on the league, the size of Andre's sister, and you know, or or as wide open as Florida was during COVID, I think that's better since Miami is in Florida. But we'll uh, I'll let you guys go give your give your rundowns, and then we'll uh, go swap over to predictions. I just think Denver is honestly just too good. The West is way harder than the East. I mean, Miami did great. They beat probably the two best teams in the East to get to the to the finals. But Boston is Boston, and Milwaukee, neither one are Denver. Denver's been the best team all year. I don't see that changing any uh, any time in this series. They might get a game or two, but I just think Denver's too good. I know the depth is a little scary thing for, for Denver, but if they shoot like they're doing and just Jokic is as good as he's been, I don't think Miami's going to have an answer for him. Well, and, and Ethan, your point, you beat a Milwaukee team without Giannis. Yeah, twice. Uh, you know, twice. That kind of puts a little something else on that series there, but you know, Dylan, a player you didn't mention was Jamal Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Vincent, um, to your point, Vincent Strauss, all these other cats. 
they're going to be able to slow him down because no one's been able to stop Jamal Murray. They're the only, they're playing right now, guys, kind of like what how UConn was in the NCAA tournament right now, where it it almost doesn't feel like anybody can play with them. Nobody can stop them. Only they can stop them. Again, it kind of takes you back to that 2018, 2015, uh, 2016, excuse me, Villanova teams where they were, they were just hot. Yeah. And it just, it just, it kind of felt like their year. And, you know, Bam, he can be a good offensive player, but on the defensive end, I think he's kind of soft. And I, what Jokic, I think, is about to do to him right now is going to be just absolutely disrespectful and, and, dis, and disgusting. I think, I think Jamal Murray's been the best player for the Nuggets this postseason, but I think Jokic is going to be the MVP and he's going to absolutely just make Bam look like a fool. And, you know, I understand you want to get physical with Jokic, but listen to some of these guys on TV talk and you hear other players talking on the internet. Jokic, he'll give it to you too. So he, he's going to give it to Bam and, you know, I, Mike Malone, We are, everyone's going to talk about Spolstra. Mike Malone's done a great job as coach for Denver. It just like like Ethan said, it just it kind of feels like their year, and um, I don't I just I think the only person that can stop them is going to be them, and then for Miami, who's who's going to stop Aaron Gordon? Jimmy can't guard him. Um, he's got to be on Michael Porter Jr. It just it seems like it's going to be almost too much. I, I I could be wrong, you know. Like I said, I was all I was all in the heat bandwagon last year, and uh, you know they proved us wrong through this whole series, but. The Celtics are kind of a soft-ass basketball team compared to Denver. And I just don't think Denver is going to let up anytime soon. The whole rest versus rust thing, that's not a debate we should have before the series because guess what? If they play good, oh, it was good rest. If they play bad, it was rust. I think the only team that's going to stop Denver is Denver, and they're just not going to do it four times. Even though the season series, I think, I believe Denver won both games, but they was it was by like six points or less. You could argue T Wolves probably played the best defense on Murray, and he still hit shots that like he just Kobe could barely hit. Yeah, he just went nuclear. Yeah, just stupid. You know, in that series, and you know, also Ethan, you kind of, you know, with how well you could say, minus game one, the Timberwolves, and how well the Lakers played against the Nuggets this postseason, between those seven games or four games, eight games. Games two through five for the Wolves, and then one through four. The Nuggets lost one game. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's just, they're just incredibly hot right now, and they just, they feel hungry. And like, you know, they want to prove, like, hey, this 2020 bubble championship run in the Western Conference final wasn't a fluke. Jamal's healthy. Don't forget about me. I'm a superstar. We, we got the two time MVP. Uh, look at, the, look at the team we've built. You know, hey, our executive vice president of basketball operations leaves to go to Minnesota, and we don't miss a beat. So it's it's going to be an uphill battle for Miami. And if they want to compete anywhere in this series, they have to get one of those first two games in Denver. If they don't, it's over. It's just I more or less. See, I could see Butler going on Murray though to start. I think I think you almost have to. You got to get him at least try to get him out out of his zone. And then and then somewhat with a little bit more size on there too, where he can actually somewhat contest his shots. Mm-hmm. Again, you're I think not... Murray's only six, four. What's Jimmy six, seven or something. Yeah. 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 Jimmy's like six, seven, but yeah, I, and I, I, I think Jamal Murray, I, I think he's that good of a player. You don't really have to say much. And I think that's going to be the biggest problem for Miami is I don't think 
Jimmy Butler's going to guard him all the game because you're going to need him on the offensive end to score. And by the end of game seven against the Celtics, he looked exhausted. And he looked exhausted in game six as well. And then you're going to call to Denver where the elevation is higher and that's going to make a difference as well. Uh, so, which just, uh, we'll, we'll just smooth into transit or transition into predictions here. And I do think, I, I think this series goes back to Miami. I think it goes back one, one. And I think Denver, I think Denver in the end though, or maybe, and I think maybe it comes, it gets two, two. It goes back to Denver 2-2. But I, I think after game four, I think the the legs of Miami start to wear down. I think Miami is a little bit tired going into elevation. I think Denver wins game five, and I think they close it out in Miami in game six. So Nuggets in six. I'll say Nuggets in five. Uh, Denver gets game three at home, kind of build it back up. You mean game then, three in Miami? Sorry, yeah, game three in Miami. But then Denver closes it out and just says, screw you, we're taking it back with us. Uh, Ethan, we must have the same notes or we're thinking the same thing. Because I also, I also like Nuggets in five. I think they go up 2-0. I think Tyler Hero coming back in game three possibly gives the Heat a little bit of a jump. There's 20 more points. You know, you got... I, I don't know. And, I think but, they're better without Tyler Hero. But it's just it's just. A I game. think he's too much of a ball stopper. It's just... It's just when a, when it's you just watch him game. play... When you watch him play, I he 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 stops the dribble where when he's off the floor, the ball moves and flows so much better without Tyler Hero. I I think he he could affect them more than he would help them. And you could argue Guys, that makes we, sense. We have some they... breaking news. I hate to oh. interrupt you. Uh oh. The twins got a hit with the bases loaded. Let's go. Whoa. Yes. Hold I the know. presses. We got a new headline. We got a new yes. newspaper. Wow. It was only a single. <laughs> it was only a single. Got we. We don't do extra base hits with the bases loaded, but well, it scored two. Hey, hey, what are, what are we, six for 44 this year now with the bases loaded? Something like that. Just a, Let's go, baby. We did strike out with it, bases loaded, nobody out, though, so we're still looking for that first hit with nobody out, but we got a hit. So we're six for 45 now this year. Something like what's that. The, uh, what's the goal. score of that game right now? Two nothing, top of the third. Whoa. Two nothing, two nothing good guys. All right, well, yeah. the Twins hey, have, we a, have, have a chance to do it. in the lineup tonight. Well, hey, they got a chance to go go knock on wood. They have a chance to go into the defending champion's house and steal a series from them. So. If they win tonight, they win the season series first. Hey, let's go. That means they beat them and the Yankees in the same year. 2-1 to start the year, right? Or 3-1. They, they won. It's 2-2 uh, two, two right now. That's right. That's right. Or 3-2. Sorry, 3-2. Yeah. Won, we won 2, won the first game this one. Yeah, we won, yeah we, won, we won 2 up here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and well, then they got a big one coming up this weekend against Cleveland. Yeah. Get the bats hot now and roll Cleveland, open some space up, hope Detroit. Well, especially a, a team like Cleveland who can't hit the baseball for anything. Actually, my dad just said he got his tickets, so we will be there Saturday. Skirt, skirt, baby. Ben. Can't Slow. wait to do my call. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call. Yeah. I like that. But, we are the Indians. But, we are not the Guardians. You should do the uh, do the tomahawk chop. I know if we it's hit a home run. I'm going to. I know it's an Atlanta thing and it's a Kansas City thing, but do it. No. But Dylan, to your point, Chief, wow. back, back on Tyler Hero, Miami had one of the worst offenses in the regular season, and then all of a sudden, when he's hurt, come playoff time, they have the best, the second best offense good, in, the, good in the playoffs. So 
there there's some substance there. I think they, they they'll miss Oladipo more than they're gonna miss Tyler Hero. That's fair. Because that's somebody too. Oladipo was somebody too that could could have guarded Jamal Murray. But he well, then yeah, also, they can't. Just a couple guys who have played good minutes. You know, Denver's not the deepest team, but Davis Caldwell Pope and then Jeff Green. You know, it's just Denver. They just like I said, they're Philadelphia. They just come at you in waves, man. They're just like the Eagles yeah. this year. They just attack, attack, attack. Fun to watch. Um, they're they are fun to watch. But selfish, I don't I don't really like the Nuggets. I was rude against them. I think it's I think it's a Denver thing. I think the Broncos have ruined any sports organization for me. <laughs> and I've always had a strong disdain for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, so any anything to do with Denver sports, I, I will be rooting against them. Okay. I think they what, what win, about in but, what about in 07 when the Rockies were uh, made it to the World Series. Were you were you I, anti? I was, rooting, I was rooting for them just because. Okay. They're not a big market, and let's, it's the Rockies. I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. That's the only time we've talked about them in 20 years. <laughs> and uh, you know, not 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 the biggest Sox Sox Red Sox fan out there. I mean, um, of all the Boston teams out there, I kind of could care less about them. Actually, I guess I don't have any disdain for any any Boston team anymore it's not like i root for them it's not like i root against them I'm just, they're just kind of meh they're there but yeah i would have rooted for the rockies for sure okay gotcha i think everybody was a rockies fan outside of that little corner that, the new Eng- that the is new england. new england yeah the new england portion of this country absolutely yeah but let's uh let's go over we, it's book club bot guys we are uh we are narrowing down to uh we've after this we've got one chapter left here and uh but this week it is chapter six. It is disorder in Dinky Town. So, talking about the uh, the downfalls of Gopher Sports, and I tell you what, I bet you Bill Murray wishes he had a Golden Gopher instead of the Gopher he was trying to get on Caddyshack because he would have caught a Golden Gopher after reading this this chapter. Yeah. Without without question. <laughs> But which is, I, I believe that Gopher is actually shown on the uh, um, Huntington Bank uh, Stadium uh, scoreboard when they do the Gopher at the start of the fourth. Do they still do that? Do the Gopher? Um, I've been to a game. I think Grant since uh, the Iowa game we went to. Uh, you're right. You're right. You uh, they did it then. They did do it then. I can confirm that that okay. th- that does happen because uh, 2021 against Ohio State in the rain. Yep. They did it. We did it. And then last year against Colorado, um, when nobody was there and paying attention, they still did it. But Loki, I want to see video of Grant doing the gopher. I, that's something that the world needs to see. Low-key, actually, <laughs> doing the gopher, like, it, it, it does more for school spirit. But the best one they have is when they insert the scene from The Lion King when Rafiki has Simba, and they put Goldie's head over Simba it's and the all the parents put their kids in the air. That is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that that's that the is, best. That that's is. the best one. You get a little nostalgia, takes us back to our childhood, some Lion King music, and uh, parents just throwing their kids in the air. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, and and this one starts off with a uh, ultimate what if, and mo- the most Midwest. If you have snow in your region, story ever is. The Gophers had a chance to hire John Wooden and he was gonna. And the issue was, is he Minnesota's wanted them to 
wanted him to keep the former head coach as an assistant, wouldn't said no, and they were going to get back to him. Snowstorm allegedly, allegedly hits. There's, depending on the weather reports you look at, there wasn't. There, it was the temperature range from 39 to 78 degrees. Not snowstorm weather. No, no, and, no, no. And, and, uh, and he, Wooden was supposed to be getting a call. He never got a call at the certain time he was supposed to have it. He takes the UCLA job. The rest is history. Minnesota hires a hires who is this Ozzy Ozzy Cowles who had coached eleven years for the Gophers had a solid career but it was no no John Wooden career. Well, you know that that guy coached eleven years for the Gophers and John Wooden won what eleven national titles. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that pretty much says it all right there. I just I can't get over the fact that you want to move on from the head coach previous administration. But you still want to keep him in the building and have him be your assistant for your new coach? What kind of inept inept thinking is that? That just doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's just straight up dookie. Well, and then the, this coach didn't even hire him either, and they just gave him a job in the athletic department. Or it was. So it's like he, he failed at being a basketball coach, so we're going to give him a promotion to be a coach in our athletic de- work in the administrative office with the athletic department. What, what kind of world do we live in where you get rewarded for being bad at your job? Soft world. Must've been tough back then. Uh, but, but I thought these kids went, I thought these people when they were kids walked to walk to school uphill both ways. Ooh, grass starting stuff right I, now. I listen to, I listen to the, the people in this country who are 70 years and older and they talk about how rough and tough they are and they didn't grow up with social media. And all this other stuff, but now we're rewarding a guy for being bad at his job. I mean, they say that to us about millennials and Gen Zs. They're no better than us. <laughs> true. Yeah. These old people and are that, just soft. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we're the tough ones. Maybe they it was you know we talk about the Ethan just talked about it on the last episode. This is it's a reverse psychology podcast. Maybe that's what they were doing to us. And we're the smart ones that figured it out that the, the, it wasn't as tough, but they were just trying to make us tough. You know, they're salty about it. Yeah. It and makes sense to me. Well, then also, these these are the type of people who are just upset that they retired 10 years too early. And with the world we live in, prices going up, all their money they saved up is gone. So they have to live off of Social Security. So they're taking out on us for no apparent reason. Hey, we didn't do that. We're still we're paying for you to live. Don't come at me, <laughs> old person. There's going to be no money when I try to retire. I'm, I'm, old people just bug me sometimes, and I'm taking yeah, it out I, well, I, on the administration here. I, I understand. I understand their frustration. You know, they worked their entire life to not have to work, and you know, have the 401k, and then everything goes up where they have to get jobs. I would well, be mad too. Don't take it out on me. Don't call me soft <laughs> when you don't know who I am. <laughs> Well, I don't think anybody who knows you, Grant, would think you're soft. Maybe well, Ethan would. Oh, Ethan is a sarcastic <laughs> clown. Well, he did He did move out of his recliner where he says he always sleeps in his recliner and slept on the couch today. So that's pretty yeah. weak. I don't know what it is, but recently it seems like the recliner for some reason. You know, you know this is what it is. I'm, I've gotten so used to 
those six weeks off sitting on on the couch upstairs, which was a little wider. Um, You're used had, to it now. Had a little more room. I'm not used to being kind of jammed in on the recliner. Makes sense. And also, I'm not gonna lie. We're you know, Moneyball was on the TV. Wanted to sprawl out, and maybe close my eyes for 15 minutes and snooze. I so fell asleep I, for more than 15. I saw an opportunity to get horizontal on the le- cool leather couch and took it. Yep. It's a comfortable couch. Well, Ethan comes in. Well, you know what? To his defense, I always take the recliners, my chair, and he takes the couch. So, you know what? If I want to get horizontal, I had to go to the other couch. I think I was out within 15 minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. I was pretty Um, exhausted. But it was was a warm day. You you spent the whole morning outside. I was at the zoo all day, petting tigers and lions, you know. Bears, oh my. Yeah, God. Ethan Exotic. Yeah. And then, you know, got a fantastic a show lunch. On Discovery. A fantastic lunch at Sunshine Factory. The guy was in the sun. He had a full belly. He had yeah. a drink a drink or two at lunch. He needed a nap. Like cheese curds. Cheese curds. Oh, those will tire you out. He needed a yeah. nap, folks. Put us it's, out. We call that but, a good day off. It sounds nice. I did not get a day off today. That's but, nice. yeah. But I have the weekend off, so... I was gonna say, suck it. I'm, I'm I not do gonna, actually. I'm I'm not gonna brag too much because come Saturday and Sunday when my alarm, you know, goes off at or my body wakes up at four forty five five o'clock and it's like, all right, let's do this whole work thing. Um, loser. Yeah. So I'm I'm not. I'm, you're not gonna hear me bragging too much. And speaking of losers, let's go to the next the next one. Gophers getting to brawl at the barn with Ohio State. Why is Ohio this State being the losers? I think, uh, I think it was more so just embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, for uh, the son, the dad um, of the Arkansas coach, Bill Musselman, was is Gophers coach, and tempers were flaring at halftime as Ohio State's center was spitting on on players. I believe that was now, that's that that's that you don't do. That's crossing the line right there. Yep. You and he spit uh, on so about a Gophers, the Gophers guard, um, you know, not not shocking. Ohio State being scumbags is the least shocking thing. Ohio State definitely started this, and it was, or well, so it was actually Witty saying that the the center for the Gophers spit on him, which Witty being the Ohio State center, um, but. I mean, Ohio State does have a history of scandals and lying and covering things up and, you know, spreading spreading false, saying Tra- false things. So trading trading chains you know, for trading chains for tattoos. Yeah, exactly. Vehicles. Uh, you know, we don't have to get into the whole history because we're talking the Gophers here. But I just saw, I just uh, saw the- uh, Dave Winfield, go, uh, former uh, former twin great Dave Winfield was on this basketball team. Um, and it was uh, it was uh, uh, Gophers actually ended up going on to win the Big Ten that season, and then they lost in the f- the first round of the NCAA tournament, seventy to fifty six. But but I you say this: anytime another man spits on you, hands automatically are being thrown. Absolutely, cooler heads do not prevail here. Someone f- spits in your face. Hands are being thrown. 
any any part of my body. If somebody spits on me yeah. and it lands on me, ha- ha- hands are getting thrown. You're gonna look like Trent Williams against Richard Sherman after the playoff game. Pop. I'm just <laughs> excited that the fans came in and backed the team up. Like that's fantastic. Go beat the shit out of Ohio State players. That is Absolutely. hilarious too. Yeah. It's hey, protect your house. Protect yeah, the barn. Literally. Protect the barn. Yeah, protect the barn. Literally. Don't don't let the people from central Ohio Don't piss no. the gophers off. The heart the Harvard of Ohio, Ohio State, the Harvard of Central Ohio come in and disrespect you. Take them out. Don't ever mention comp- Mention Ohio State and Harvard in the same sentence again. I That's was, just not accurate. Dylan, I was making a joke. I was trying. I was being a sarcastic asshole, saying, "Oh, it's well, Harvard, it's the Harvard of Central Ohio." It's. It, I mean, it's the Harvard of. I think. I think. I think Ohio University is the Harvard of Ohio. I don't even know where is Ohio. But here's my thing: is Ohio University in Central Ohio? Because Columbus is in the middle of the state. It's in. It's in Athens, I think, which is closer to Cincinnati. I think I don't know my. I'm not well versed in my Ohio geography. Cincinnati's damn near in Kentucky. Well, the, the Cincinnati International Airport is in Kentucky. Yeah. Let's that's look a, here. Let's that's see a where fun fact Friday. Is. That's a fun fact Friday. Recording on a Wednesday, coming out on a Thursday, folks. That's a good one. Bang. In honor of Mike Breen and the NBA Finals starting up. Bang. So Cincinnati Bang. and Louisville are such big rivals. They're like literally. Well, they're so close right to each other. each other. Same with like yeah, Xavier. They're... they're down there. Oh yeah, God, that's that's just some good basketball right there. Yeah. Let's see here, Athens. It's in like southeast Ohio. It's fairly close to West Virginia. Okay. Oh, gross, gross. Uh huh. The uh, the lovely people of West Virginia, but let's or go as... on to uh, another Musselman era era via um era story with the Gophers. Um, he is punished for violations here. Uh, and right after it, he leaves. It involved uh, some very notable names. Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson's dad, uh, Flip Saunders, the godfather of Minnesota ba- of modern Minnesota basketball, you could say. Uh, Dave Whiney, I don't know who he is, but they declared him ineligible. Uh, the program had over a hundred violations, uh, which included players selling game tickets for more than face value and players receiving cash and other freebies that were considered excessive aid from boosters and musclemen. And he, uh, he left because he claimed that he didn't feel supported by the U of M and took a job coaching in the ABA, the San Diego sales pretty obvious the NCAA is just jealous Minnesota created NIL before it was legal exactly that's all it is and they were they were they were just a front for the bigger schools so they could pay them Minnesota Minnesota was the fall guy yep they were the fall guy they brought someone else brought the NCAA the NCAA or Ohio State dropped their drop knife put it by the University of Minnesota they fell so North Carolina could rise and so you could take African American yeah. under underwater basket weaving classes, which is why Caleb Love was not accepted in Michigan. You can't accept fake credits. This is true. Now he's at Arizona, which is also um, a play, place where uh, players don't go to class. Well, it's it's a glorified high school. Yeah, <laughs> like in Family Guy, when the doctor takes the is it the, steth- the stethoscope and he puts it on some guy's chest. Do, 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 
Yeah, you're breathing. Welcome to Arizona. You're a wildcat. But and then and then of course and then of course Musselman just leaves, says hell with it, and then the the school and the players who had nothing to do with it have to suffer through it. Dude, is it just a Minnesota thing for players and coaches to scalp tickets? We had Mike Tice doing it last week. Um, they got they got the basketball team doing it this week. Like, is that just a thing we're doing here? Um, do I need to start scalping tickets? You should. You you should. That's a that's a good money maker for you. I could do it, and, and you wouldn't it. have to. And you probably if you just force them to pay you in cash, then there's no recollect or there's no there's no, no record. Uh, there, there's no record. You just keep it for yourself. You don't have to there's pay no taxes pa- on it. There's no paper trail. I'm, I'm solving your problems here, Grant. I'm just going to have great. Next time I see a guy with a sign that says, I need tickets, I'm going to give him my tickets. There you go. And just get cold, hard cash yeah, for get- it. And I take it. I deposit it in the bank. And they look at my ATM statement. It just says, deposit of X amount. They don't know if that was to check or cash. Life is good. Yeah, and then we'll we'll go over to uh go over to football where the uh, the Gophers leave Memorial Stadium to go over to the Metrodome, and uh the stadium it was named after the students who served in World War One, and uh, while the Gophers were at Memorial Stadium, they won six national titles and ten Big Ten championships, had six unbeaten season, and even a Heisman Trophy winner in 1941 uh, by the name of Bruce Smith. But as any stadium, it gets old and needs renovations, needed anywhere from $3 million to $10.5 million to renovate. And while at the same time, Minnesota was, or the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission, I wonder if that's are, still a thing. These guys are back oh, again. These guys, they are back again. They were building the Metrodome for the Twins and the Vikings. And the Gophers decided, you know what? We're going to go off campus here. We're going to go and play in the Dome. And initially, they it, it worked out okay. They Their attendance went f- uh, increased by about 15,000. But then after that, it dropped uh, continuously. Uh, you know, it was originally for the first three years, they were going to uh, they, they were going to get 35% of concession profits. The uh, would uh, receive free rent and all gate receipts, less than 10% for the uh, Metropo- Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission. And, um, and the lease was for 30 years, but they could withdraw from the contract at any time during the first three years. And uh, Gophers, they went three and eight that year. And, but they still drew almost fifty nine thousand people, uh, which was more, much more, which seventeen thousand more, not fifteen, than the uh, what they are averaging in eighty one at Memorial Stadium. And then, but it, it, it the, the atmosphere wasn't wasn't what it was at Memorial Stadium, and you could tell that by the end, it would stadium was always seemed to be half empty, and. Uh, you could definitely tell when they moved back to when it then it was TCF Stadium. There was a certain buzz with it back on campus. The atmosphere, it, it's got it's increased and improved every year because when the Gophers moved there, it, the team was not that great under yep. Tim Brewster, and but now 
Flex seems to be able to sell the thing out. They have good fan support. Uh, and even the students have started to show up more consistently too over the years too, especially since Fleck has shown up as well. But uh, just, a, just a bad decision. And uh, there's some bricks. If you want to go see, I believe it's now the Alumni Association is the old Memorial Stadium. Interesting. I had no idea about that. Yep. I, that's, that's new news to me. The only reason I know that is because I was, they had an old game. It was like Gophers, Ohio state must, I don't know when, but the Gophers won. And I was like, huh, I've never actually seen a game at Memorial stadium for or Minnesota's Memorial stadium. Cause there's like 50 in college, college, uh, athletics. So oh, yeah. I started looking looking at it and it was yeah I believe it was the it's part of the alumni center they built like one of the the bricks I think it was brick all around they uh Well yeah cuz the whole campus is brick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh that's what they used to build off the alumni center. Well if you don't know now you know and that's my something new yeah. I today. And then uh sticking with uh go for football. Poof. Nebraska wishes they could go back to these these times. Uh, Minnesota they lost to Nebraska in on September seventeenth, nineteen eighty three, by seventy one points. That's hard to uh, do. It it was uh, it was so bad that Tom Osborne actually apologized for scoring so many points, which I think it would fit in because that's kind of a soft thing to do. Just like um, the, also, just, just like just like the older generation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then and then two weeks later, they lost to Ohio State, sixty-nine to eighteen. Uh, head coach Joe Salem was fired after the season. Oh, good. Um, which, which which led the way for for Lou Holtz Holtz to be hired. But it was uh, it was forty-two ten at halftime, and then the backup um, took over in the fourth. He added a fifty-one yard touchdown pass, and he ran for two touchdowns. Uh, Nebraska ran for 595 yards rushing. And guys, it's not, it's like they had to have just been scoring on like 70, 80 yard runs all the time. Cause back then, you know, Nebraska, they're running the ball for every single play. They're out of the wishbone, the wing tee. They're just trying to run clock and have time, run time of possession up. Like, the Gophers had to play no defense on this. Day. Yeah, they must like, not have cared at that point. Like, Dylan, at your point, those holes had you bigger than Andre's sister. <laughs> They're just huge. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance behind that offensive line that day, guys, us three could have scored. We, we we could have. It's possible. And and Nebraska had a team. Turner Gill was quarterback. Mike Grosier, who I believe won a Heisman Trophy for the Huskers. Uh, you know, those are those are two two solid people to have on your team, and that was that was in the golden days of Nebraska football. Is that what is that what Nebraska yep. fans watch these days? Do they do they just turn hey, on? And absolutely. Nineteen eighty five. I mean, because I think the, so. The only thing on their cable package they have is the History Channel. Yeah. We, I, maybe I, I should call Nate up and see if that's see if, see if that's what he does. <laughs> he's probably that's probably actually the game he's watching right now. He's thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> probably but uh but we talked about last uh the 71 point loss and then the 69 18 loss carve the way for lou holtz to be hired or lou holtz to be hired as the gophers head coach coming from arkansas uh when he left arkansas he had a 16 
60-21-2 record and six postseason bowl appearances in seven years. And now what's known as the Notre Dame clause is he signed a contract for for three or I think it was six years because he was there. No, five years. He signed a five-year contract, and he had one stipulation in that, that he could leave if Notre Dame ever contacted him. Well, they did, uh, and Holtz didn't have have the best start, but there was some drastic improvement from they were 1-10 the year before he got there. They went to 4-7 and seven and then 6-5, and five, made it to a bowl game. Since their first one since the 1977 season, and that was around the time when rumors were flying that Notre Dame was going to be firing their head coach. And uh, that was the only job Lou Holtz was going to leave for. Just so happens that he didn't, uh, didn't uh, that, that he took it. Um, and it, what's funny is, is that originally he didn't want to take the job because it was cold. And we didn't talk about it in the previous one where they leave, the Gophers leave for the Metrodome. But in 1984, when that lease was about to, when the Gophers could have backed out of the lease, he gave an impassioned speech about how the kids want to play in the Dome. Now, is, is he the reason for the downfall of Gopher football? I don't know. And uh, they hired uh, John Gutekunst. I don't know if he's got any relation to Brian. Um, but don't ask Aaron Rodgers after, about that. Yeah, <laughs> but beat Clemson in a bowl game in his first uh, season, and then he coached for uh, five more, but never won more than six games. Holtz coached at eleven, coached at Notre Dame for eleven years, hundred and thirty and two record, won a national title in eighty eight, and then the Vikings were uh, there was rumors that the Vikings were going to hire him in ninety one. Interesting. Is another case of a Hall of Fame coach where you sit back and you're like, what could have been for Minnesota? Yeah. What could have been with Holtz and uh, John Wooden? You know, John Wooden. You just you just don't know. Would have been quite the duo. God, it would have been. That's that's a that's about as good of a coaching coaching uh, one two punch you could get. Oh my God! Yeah, without question. I mean, it's no Jim Harbaugh, Juwan Howard, but, you know, still pretty close. Someone's got to come in second place. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That was dumb. Well, you know. But, you know, the the funny part about it is, like, now, now that Harbaugh's kind of gotten ha, – has has some momentum beating Ohio State twice, and if you pair that up with the, the run Beeline had from 2013 to when he left, they, I, I, you could make that argument, but now you can't. Mm-hmm. But and then going to the uh, going into the nineties, the Gophers they fall one game short of the Final Four, and when I was reading this one, it it almost felt like like the Morgan Wallen song, the '98 Braves, where yeah. they they they're in the Sweet Sixteen, they beat beat a power in Syracuse, and felt like they had it won, and they go and give up, they give up. 40 points, 40 and 30 points to two Georgia Tech scorers. Hmm. And I mean, Georgia Kenny Tech Anderson, shot 30. 
thirty. Like the dude's a beast. Yeah. And that was that was the furthest they've gotten to that point. Um, the '97 season when they made it to the Final Four, but we already discussed that one. But and and, and they were a senior laden team. They had a um, a coffee. I'm guessing that was um, Amir's dad, Ethan. Yes, it was. Okay. And just a uh, just a, just what it could have been. I don't. The 90s, I can't remember who was in the 1990 Final Four, but I want to say that was a UNLV team who... Uh, I think they beat who, Duke, if I'm not mistaken. It could be. I'll let you guys give your thoughts, and I'll look it up. I don't know, just another sports memory. You come so close and you fall. Well, and especially in, like, the big, the big, the best tournament in college sports. Yeah. You know, at a school that's typically not a basketball school, um, you know, in this state, in this... And this season, everyone's focused on hockey, and uh, basketball kind of takes a back burner. You you get you get the people going around you, rallies of troops, and you just come out and kind of Minnesota Minnesota style. You just give up seventy eight points between two players, and you let them take the game over. Yep, and those that final four. Yes, it was uh, UNLV beat Duke in the national title game. It was UNLV, Duke, Arkansas, and Georgia Tech. In the uh, yep. in the final four that year, but very also also a good topic, guys. Which we should uh, we should do once once we're done with book club, is we we think of a team that had us feeling like the '98 Braves. So don't I'm sure you guys got them in your heads. Don't say it now, but we will get to that. Okay, so just putting the bug in your ear. I like it. I like it. And. Uh, we go. We're we're gonna go into the 2000s, a game that uh, had um, both both Ethan and I. We were involved in. Uh, it was Gophers Michigan in 2003. It was the game was on a Friday because the Twins were playing, and within the contract of the uh, with with the Metrodome is it, the priority was always Vikings, Twins, Gophers. So Twins had an afternoon game on. On Saturday, Saturday, so that Michigan Minnesota game got moved up to Friday, and Minnesota was up twenty-eight to seven going into the fourth quarter, and Michigan scored on a ten-yard touchdown pass to make it twenty-eight fourteen, and then uh, Minnesota's quarterback threw a uh, threw a pick six, make it twenty-eight twenty-one, and then the Gophers got back up. 35-21, but Michigan did not quit. Uh, John Navari hit Braylon Edwards on a 52-yard touchdown pass to get him within seven. And then six minutes to go, Michigan got a stop, got the ball back, scored on a 10-yard touchdown run to tie it at 35. And then Michigan kicks a field goal in the final minutes. The Gophers lose 38-35. Now, I don't know if you remember this game. Either of you guys remember this game, but I do. Cause I was weird that they were playing on a Friday and I didn't know that it was because of the twins until, uh, until later, but it, Michigan was getting their ass kicked so bad that I, I was kicking, screaming, having a fit that I, we had to turn the TV off. And after I cooled down a little bit, I got to watch it. And all of a sudden it was, it was 28, 35, 21 or 35, 35 and they came back to win and I remember it went from similarly which I was 
a second second or third grader at the time similar a similar story of drunken disappointed to drunken disorderly in a matter of minutes I actually didn't move to Minnesota to, I want to say, 2006. So I never really paid attention to the Gophers at all prior to moving here. So I don't remember this game. Yeah, okay, Grant, do you remember anything about this game? I do, because Dylan, your point, like you said, it was a Friday night, which is kind of at, my, you know, at the house watching the game. And this was the first game where I remember in like my you know sports viewing career, we'll call it, that I was like, oh, my God. This team's going to blow away a lead on a game they should have won. This shouldn't happen. Like, they shouldn't have lost that game. How do you have a lead like that and just blow it blow it like that? Um, just kind of like in a state of shock or something. And both, I, you know, my parents were both hoping the Gophers would have win because they're rooting against Michigan that day. You know, anytime you can get a blue blood to lose on the road to a team they shouldn't lose to. You know, everyone's going to root for that, and it's just like they got this huge lead, and then you watch them just kind of give it away, and it's like, oh, that's the first time I've ever seen that. And it's like, this is allowed to happen. Like, you're up 21 (laughs) points. You should win the game, right? But nope, the Gophers just decided to say, eh, we don't want it. Michigan, you can take take this victory. Yeah, and and that was was the year Michigan had a really good team. They beat Ohio State that year. They played USC, and if they would – beat USC won the national title or split a national title. Michigan wins. They, I mean, they technically would have, have a full national title. If you count the 97, I think they would have whooped Nebraska's ass. If you ask me and they would have beat, I think it was split with LSU. They would have beat LSU. I USC USC can claim that they're co-national champs all the time. Here's my question. I get it was the VCS system, blah, 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 blah. Where's their pitcher with the trophy? Oh, that's right. It's in Baton Rouge. Don't give me that split championship nonsense. Kind of like those clowns at South Central Florida in 2017. You know, hey, come they, on. They have a cop car. I don't give a damn about that. Where's your picture with the trophy? <laughs> well, your I, with that that's trophy? actually that is actually what prompted the the um the the national title game was that split national title in 03. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Because at, at that point, that was when they just decided that the Sugar Bowl was going to be a national title game. Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. Those Bowl. were considered the national title. Yeah, Orange Bowl, national title games. And then the NCAA decided, oh, we could play all those games. And then we could make have another game on top of that as just the national title game. Mm-hmm. And so... That's how, how we got. Now we got the playoffs. That's expanding. Uh, um, Dan's notes was, um, you know, Dan, I didn't want to do this, but you know what? You That's why you don't celebrate until the clock hits zero, okay? You don't say bring out the jug, especially against Michigan, especially because you haven't even won at home since the 70s against Michigan. So you, you just got to you, you gotta know, know your place, buddy. And, and we'll move. Uh, bringing home this year, though. <laughs> Ethan's got jokes. Oh, McNamara, whatever his loser name is, just sucking ass right there. Uh, U.S. Bank or TCF, whatever bank it is. It's gonna be Huntington. Great. Huntington. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. I'm right. just Michigan's worried I'm about just, the Gophers. 
I'm just upset JJ McCarthy's girlfriend has not accepted my Instagram follow request. Yeah, yet. true. She still hasn't. She still huh. hasn't. I would cancel like, when we try. People might have forgotten, so now she'll see it. It's not like I'm gonna not like I'm gonna message her and say, "Hey, baby," because she's way too good looking for me. But come on, <laughs> we know that. I mean, I just saw an attractive girl in Phoenix, Arizona, and then I saw the girl she was standing next to, and I was like, "Okay, she's clearly JJ's girlfriend, and that's the sister next to her." You could just, it was obvious, <laughs> you know, in the words of Alec Miller, she stuck out like a dick in a cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh. but yeah. And I don't, I don't even remember this girl's name. So it's not like I can go back to her account and cancel the request. It's still hanging there. <laughs> well, when we're done recording, I'll look it up and get back to you on it. Or she just straight up uh, de- declined me, which she could I actually kind of hope she would have. Cause like you said, That'd be hilarious. Too- I mean, she actually knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because let's be honest, she is way too pretty for me. But I think she's also a Cubs fan, so I think she's on. I think she's on to you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. Better check your Instagram. Even if she was, Grant wouldn't talk to her anyways. I wouldn't know what to say. Uh. I saw you on TV. My name is Potato. <laughs> uh, I saw you on TV. Uh, my name is Potato. Uh, you would. You would be like the uh, that uh, the Chris Farley SNL video. Where he's interviewing John Lennon. Hey, you remember when you played with the Beatles? That was awesome, man. That was awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, so Grant, what do you? So Grant, what do you do in your free time? Lift weights. What else? Uh, that, that's about about it. Potatoes. Potatoes. Uh, what? So, what kind of protein <laughs> do you eat? I'd ask stupid, stupid questions like that. It would be an absolute disaster. But, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We'll go on where Holy Cross upsets the Gophers in the NCAA tournament. Uh, anytime the my uh, former coworker he went to UND, and anytime the Gophers and UND play, he doesn't wear UND stuff. He wears a Holy Cross hockey shirt as as a troll job. Minnesota troll had set had seven power plays in this game. They were they were number one in the country for most of the year. And they, in typical Minnesota fashion, lose. Just like this year against Quinnipiac. Yep. Yep. And that was, uh, they, uh, they, they lose 53 seconds into overtime off a Gophers, Gopher player's skates. Only Minnesota. Yes. Only Minnesota. Stupid as it gets. <laughs> really does is and then and then back to uh, same year in 2006 just a little bit ahead is when the gophers blow a 31 point lead in a bowl game they were up 38 7 midway through the third quarter and texas tech got hot they come back they win it and they make get it to overtime on a 52 yard field goal they get it to the Gophers kick a field goal. Texas Tech gets a touchdown. The legend of Mike Leach grows. And the end of the Glenn Mason era in Minnesota. And that it was leading up to it. Him blowing this 31-point lead is what sealed it because there were fans that were bringing, Dan included, was bringing a signs into the, into the Metrodome saying Fire Mason, which ended up being one of the worst decisions worst they've decisions. made because then they then they go and hire Tim Brewster and they went even farther down the hole. Yeah. Never should have fired Glenn Mason. No. This was actually the first game I remember 
I remember watching the bowl game and I was like, oh my god, who the fuck, who the heck cares? It's the freaking inside bowl. Yeah, it's a game in Tempe, Arizona on NFL <laughs> Network. Nobody's yeah, watching. No it's cares. not it's not even on ESPN. <laughs> this game doesn't matter this much. And, <laughs> and 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 that's what made Ethan decide to be a Gopher fan. Literally, I saw that and I'm like, yes. You know that gift? Yes. 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 <laughs> I don't know what it is about heartbreak. I'm thinking more of the, uh, the the Will Smith and the Will Smith or Will Ferrell meme in uh, Wedding Crashers where, oh, what an idiot. Oh, oh so stupid. What an idiot. So stupid. stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then does Ethan, but, after that, do you say, hey, Cheryl, where's the meatloaf at? Yep. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> Oh. The next one's big. And then, uh, this one is. This one is. This one is probably the one that, outside of the 2003 Brown Jug game, this is one I I remember the most. Is is when the Minnesota leaves, Minnesota hockey leaves to join the Big Ten, and which killed the WCHA. Worst basically killed. That worst killed Minnesota like any interest in. Worst thing in that's hockey. happened to college hockey was so the dumb. Big Ten. Big Ten getting a hockey hockey conference in ruining the best conference in college sports and all the college it, sports. Well, and, and just just by these numbers is so that the last WCHA hockey tournament averaged 18,100 18, fans fans game. The twenty nineteen Big Ten tournament final at, was had fifty one hundred people there. I mean, and, and this had rivalries. It had Duluth. It had UND. Denver Saint, was in it. Colorado Saint College. St. Cloud, Wisconsin. M- MSU. Uh, Bemidji, Mankato. I don't think Bem- Bemidji, wasn't, Bemidji wasn't in there. It was, they had Michigan Tech. Oh, they weren't. Michigan Tech, oh, okay. Alaska, Alaska Anchorage. I mean, this this was college hockey at the highest. And then uh, Dylan, and I, I mean, they, those games were competitive. They were competitive, and they were so much fun to be they at. Were great! Oh my god! And, the, ticket sales were nuts. The amount of games I went to as a kid in Mankato when Duluth came into town, when the Gophers came into town, St. Cloud, it was unbelievable. Seeing UND fans travel from Grand Forks and essentially take up half the arena, it was it was romantic. In a, in a weird way, not to be creepy about this, but it was just so cool. Um, the Big Ten just ruined everything. And if I'm not mistaken, the other conference was the CCHA, which had Omaha, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, I said Omaha. I think those were the Miami of Ohio, those big hitters. That was the other great conference, too. Of course. We're breaking news. Another bases loaded hit. A double. and but grant you're right i mean you look at like you go back go onto youtube and watch those games like fans were sitting on on pins and needles with excitement nervousness there was just uneasiness in the arena that whole those whole games and and then the the big 10 happens and even when und minnesota plays that which is a huge deal huge there, there was the stadium, Mariucci was half empty. Dude, I remember one time a WCHA game, Duluth was in Mankato, and we were down 4-1 going into the third. We scored like five goals in a row. We're, or four goals in a row. We're up 5-4. to four. And uh, they, they're they playing the 
da 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 hey and then we all pointed at the umd goalie and says you suck and i was like in seventh grade and i look over to my left and i have an old elementary school teacher looking at me like there's this 12 year old kid screaming you suck <laughs> i love it but that's just that's how great the WCHA was, man. It's just oh, it's, it's just it's just a shame that the Big Ten had to ruin this, man. Yeah, just a you and your sixteen BS rule. Yeah, now let's get a team yeah. from Penn State and bring Notre Dame in and blah blah blah. It's it's for shit. Oh, it's awful. It makes you it makes you sick. And then we're going on to quick hits. Go for gaps. We've got two the left here. Awesome. This this is crazy. Which is this happened in '86 when the Minnesota AD Paul Giel announced that the NCAA would investigate the basketball team, and after an 18-month investigation with cooperation from the university, the NCAA stated 40 violations, including the selling of game tickets by players for financial gain, similar to what happened with Musselman back in the '70s. We're scalping tickets, baby. Yep. <laughs> And then they placed the men's basketball team on probation for two years. And Minnesota spent $300,000 on attorneys. And then a month later, Luther Darville, who was an administrator for the university's Office of Minority and Special Student Affairs, was investigated for misappropriating nearly $200,000 of university funds for himself and giving payments to students, including nine football players. And you know what Darvell did with this? He took it and he ran to the Bahamas, flew to the Bahamas, so yes. they couldn't get him. Yes. A true, a true, true American criminal. I, this is and he I was. Uh, it was believed he was acting under the orders from Frank Wilderson Jr., who was Minnesota's vice president for student affairs. Uh, Darvell was fired, indicted on charges. Like I said, flew to the, fled to the Bahamas. Uh, the interim president, Richard Sauer, fired uh, Giel, the AD, on July 5th and removed Wilderson from overseeing athletics. The fact then he wasn't Darvel... fired is insane. <laughs> I just and... want to know what kind of dirt this guy had on everybody. Like, well, and, then, we... and then Darville gets extradited. That's so and cool. He, uh, oh my and then he, uh, he's found guilty, sentenced to 18 months in prison in March of 1990. And then... The uh, the Minnesota's attorneys found additional violations in the tennis and wrestling programs, and cost the, cost the university another three hundred thousand in legal fees. And What's then in, in December of ninety, they began another investigation. Three months later, they found Minnesota guilty of seventeen rules violations, and as a result, the entire men's athletic department was put on probation for two years. Fantastic. You know what's crazy to me? Talking about the we mentioned the wrestling program. How does them not selling Xanax get in yes! this book? I was just thinking that. How is that not? <laughs> when on... did that happen? That uh, six Recent. seven years ago. Recently, yeah. recently, like Jay, Jay Robinson was the guy, and then he got <laughs> giving Xanax to his players. That <laughs> doesn't make the book. And also they were, selling, they were selling water pills so they could lose weight and they could make weight too. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just a big, well, who doesn't do that? If you, ain't, you know what, you know what they say? It's basically the Minnesota Raiders. Cheating is encouraged. Well, listen, yes. if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. 
And then and then the last one we got here is, and I didn't even realize this was against the Gophers, but the famous trick play of Michigan's Michael Leg, where he picked the puck up and just snuck it in behind Minnesota's goalie, and Michigan won and eventually went on to win a national title. But just what probably one of the most iconic plays in college hockey is this play where oh, absolutely. the guy, he picks it up and then just sneaks it right behind the goalie behind his back where he wasn't even looking. Yeah, I, I can still remember this, that play to this day, and it's it still doesn't make any sense. And and it was uh, um and, and Minnesota wins this game. They probably go on to win the national title like Michigan did. But yeah, it was uh, goal of the year, won an ESPY award, and I um and then there's uh, Andre Svechnikov. I totally butchered this. Of the Carolina Hurricanes scored twice like this. Well, guys, also another one for a heartbreak that could have been on here was, and I understand in this year, so 2011, the NCAA Frozen Four was in St. Paul. And um, Duluth won, and I believe they beat Michigan that day in overtime. But it's in the Gophers' backyard. And they can't win a national title, and you have your in-state rival come into your city and win a national championship. When you're the state of hockey, come on now. Like that shouldn't happen. <laughs> but what was this in? This was in what 2018 or the Duluth? Well, they won their first one in 2011. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, and then, I don't. And then, I guess yeah, because that was when. Uh, um, and then yeah, you're right. They did. This was when win Michigan beat also. UND. That's what it was. Because yep. yeah, I think 18. 18 was in. 18 was in um, St. Paul because that was. Yeah. That was the year uh, Minnesota or Duluth beat Notre Dame in yeah. the final. Yep. That was and their second the, national title. Mm-hmm. And then fun fact for you, the Frozen Fours in St. Paul this upcoming spring, guys. So it looks like Duluth Ooh. is going to win the national title this year. It, it, it's written in the cards. Kind of like when the BCS or the college football playoff is in Louisiana, or New Orleans, LSU wins. Yep. <laughs> or or the uh, the final fours in the state of Texas. UConn? UConn, absolutely. But Speaking of, I remember there was one time when UConn didn't win it when it was in the state of Texas. 2018 in San Antonio. I don't want to talk about it. And I was not going to say anything else but that. <laughs> that was a fun team to watch. Didn't end the way they wanted it to. They just ran into a buzzsaw. But that was a fun team to watch in that Michigan team. Mm-hmm. But... But yeah, we just got some quick hitters next week, and then the week after, we'll probably have Dan on to uh, come discuss the book with us. And um, he said he 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 tweeted us out that he's got he's making notes for us, and ha- has his rebuttals ready. So get get your popcorn ready. Uh, we're gonna have some fireworks here on the show, but and and we might have some on this show too because we're gonna kick it over to Grant for curveball of the week. Well, speaking of fireworks, um. And Memorial Day weekend, you got me thinking today, guys, of all the holidays we have in this country that we celebrate, which one is your favorite to celebrate? Why is that? And what makes that your favorite holiday? Like what events make that day so special? I've always said Thanksgiving. I don't know why. Um, just because just you're a foodie? 
I think because it's the food, but then again, like we usually eat the same thing at Christmas. So I don't know why Thanksgiving's better, but maybe just the football. You always have your two, three games on throughout the day, all spread out, so you can watch each one. You just eat, sleep, and watch football. That's all you do. I mean, how much more American than that can it get? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you, E. It's Thanksgiving for me. It's all the food you can eat. You're not going to be getting judged because everybody else in the family is eating just as much as you are. The calories do not count because it's a holiday and you're with your family. Calories don't count on Thanksgiving or Christmas or any major holiday. So there's that. And then you have football on and you can celebrate by in between the games. You can take a little nap and then go watch the Cowboys get their ass kicked probably. And then the Sunday night game. And if you're lucky enough, you don't have to work that Friday and you can watch Iowa, Nebraska play. Well, and then also because it's Thanksgiving is also the start of a four day football bender. Yes. And then, you yeah. know, you got rivalry weekend in college football and then it's you're getting close to December. There's going to be big boy games going on in the NFL at that time, too. Um, yeah. And and usually by that, that that's Sunday. I am you're you're just. You're tired out from football. The the Saturday games, the Thursday games, even the Friday ones usually have some good ones. And now there's going to be an NFL game on Black Friday. Black Friday, yeah. It's it, it's just getting it, it's a grind. It's it's gritty. You just got to grit it out and find a way to power through those games. I don't know. For me, guys, I've always been uh, I've always been a big Fourth of July kind of guy. Big bang, big bang. That guy. was my second big one. Big bang kind of guy. Yeah. But yeah, just always getting together with family, just you know, going out, having a, having a barbecue, enjoying the nice weather. You know, sometimes you got some friends, you go out, you hang out on the lake for the day. Um, I know last year Ethan and I went, we played we played around to golf again. Like I said, just the barbecue. And hey, yeah. we're celebrating our independence. Yeah. At that day, we said, you know what, us thirteen little colonies. Let's take on the biggest monarch in the world and say we're free. Well, Canterbury has giant fireworks. I'm just saying. I might have to stop down. Yeah. Might I, I, he might have to. It's not like he can golf this year. I can't golf this year. It's true. <laughs> um, but, uh, hey, I can ride the cart and, 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 and drink adult beverages and hang out and have a good time. I just I can't participate. Um, but, so, you know, then always the fireworks show, you know, at, at the end of the night. And, uh, you know, good barbecue and hanging out with family. And also just the weather is sometimes shitty, sometimes good. But you get that perfect summer day. Uh, just it just it, it something just feels right about it. And like I said, hey, you know, us 13 little colonies, let's take on the biggest monarch in the world, guerrilla warfare and develop the greatest country on Earth. Let's celebrate that. Amen. Well, amen. Said. So yeah, big, uh, yeah, like I said, big, big Fourth of July kind of guy. I would say that was probably my second favorite holiday. Yeah. Um, and I, and truthfully, it's probably one A, one B. But since there's football on Thanksgiving, that's what, that's what, that's what takes the cake for me. That's what uh, gets that over the hump and gets that, that makes Thanksgiving my favorite holiday. And then uh, this, this was years and years ago. Went to the Twins Yankees game on the fourth at Target Field. In in the words of Travis Kelsey, it was electric. Something about just baseball <laughs> on the fourth. You got a big brat, fries, an overpriced pop at the time because I don't think I was 21 yet. Um, 
it just it felt like an American kind of day. So big Fourth of Fourth of July stand over here. There you go. And we got two Thanksgivings, a Fourth of July. We always appreciate the Fourth of July. And that's uh you know what's crazy? It's about a month away. Yeah. Now, yeah, now month, that you think about it, it's weird to think that we've month, uh, from, month from Sunday, guys. Yeah. It is. So that is that that wraps up episode eighty of the three guys talking about podcast. We'll have the segments of the show out on YouTube on Friday. Go check out our conversation Monday. I just had with had with my cousin if you haven't had, had yet. We will be uh, posting a new one of that on Monday as well. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at the Three Guys Talking Ball Facebook page. You can like, follow, share, leave a review. You can also go go subscribe on YouTube under the same name, and then go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three GTV Podcast, where we'll be posting content as well. That wraps up this week's episode, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>